0: This episode of Lord John Lander includes sensitive topics that some listeners may find distressing or triggering. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to Lord John Lander, the Outlander podcast for Lord John fans, where we talk about all things Outlander, but especially about Jamie and his Sassanac. And sometimes we talk about Claire, too. For however long it takes, we'll lead you on a journey so chaotic, you'll question every life choice that led you to be here today. And like the Hotel California... You can check out any time, but you can never leave. We may not be the Outlander podcast you wanted, but we will be the Outlander podcast you didn't know you needed. Now, before we get into it, this is your one and only warning that show and book spoilers are lurking around every corner. We're going to spoil stuff from future seasons, future books, and our own brains.
0: Remember, if you can't prove our headcanon didn't happen, then we can only assume
1: that it did. If you make it through the episode in one piece, we'd love to hear from you. Send us your burning questions, wild theories, thick prompts, flattering compliments, or whatever's on your mind. You can contact us on Twitter and Tumblr at LordJohnLander or on our website at lordjohnlander.wordpress.com, where you'll also find our archived episodes, teasers, thick wrecks, and more. <coughs>
0: Welcome to Lord John Lander. We are your hosts. I am Mistress Pandora. You can call me Pan. My co-host is here, of course. Hello, it's Beth. And again, we are joined by Ness, Geek in the Pink or Geek in the Fuchsia Hair. Ness, so good to have you again.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Going to have some fun. Going to try really
2: hard to keep this one under two hours. (laughs) This is the first time. Oh, sorry. This is the first time where I think we'll be able to do it. <laughs> That's
1: you have such wonderful faith. Um, like <laughs> you know, it just thought, dawned on me. It it's so funny the way your nickname is Ness, and then like there's the whole thing in the Lord John books where oh yeah, the girls the the, the whore's name is Nessie. Nessie, and I'm so blessed. <laughs> and he can all I can think of is like the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Like,
2: that's, that nickname has haunted me, like, actually since <laughs> I was a child. Because my family always called me Ness, it was my nickname. But my best friend's um, parents called me Nessie because of the Loch Ness monster. And as a child, it was, like, humiliating. So what I, yeah, the door drawn there is pretty hilarious. Okay. So, now, I, now I don't care. But as a child, it was very, it wasn't something that I liked. <laughs> I don't okay, think he wants to be called a monster, but, you know. Okay,
0: but Nessie... Is awesome. She's an amazing character.
1: Well, yeah, there you go. Yes. So. She's, oh, yeah. she's frankly Jesus a badass God. and
0: hilarious. Yes, and hilarious.
1: Yeah, there you go. And she married Rab McNabb. Right. Oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah, you there. didn't know that? No. no. You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she one. married
0: Robbie McNabb and moved up in the world. She's a madam now. She's not
2: oh, that's just a working herself. gal.
1: Yeah, she's oh, yeah. a business owner.
2: Oh, love it. Love to hear it.
1: And she loves when John brings her sweets. Ooh. So anytime he goes to visit her, because um, a lot of times he'll go to her for like, um, you know, does she have any info on something that he's looking into? Or can she get some? Because, of course, she kind of knows oh, everybody. Oh, and love it. You know, um, so he'll come in and bring her sweets and then to kind of butter her up. And then, um,
2: you know, then they talk business excellent use of the name. I'll, I'll thank DG for one thing and one thing alone. <laughs> and, there, and, that's, and it's that. <laughs> eh, eh. Um, real quick,
0: we have a correction, clarification from last week. Um, I think, Beth, did you do the... You must have done the research I, on this because I didn't do any research this week.
1: I did. So, um, last week we were talking about Mercy Woodcock being Uh, cast for season seven and I couldn't quite remember which of Hal's sons was in a relationship with her but it was Henry so that's Hal and Minnie's third born son and he gets injured and he gets taken to uh, stay with her and remember she's a free black woman um, and she takes care of him and then actually Denzel comes and operates on him. And then Claire does another operation on him. So he's kind of a big character in uh, uh, Written in My Own Heart's Blood. And Mercy is married, but her husband is a continental soldier. And it's pretty heavily implied in Written in My Own Heart's Blood that he dies in battle, but they don't actually confirm it. But anyway, she nurses Henry back to health and they get the whole Florence Nightingale thing going on and uh and they're they have a relationship. So There we go. It so I don't know right. what she's gonna do if Hen if Henry Gray isn't there and Henry Gray is like the vehicle by which Claire meets Denzel, if I recall correctly so maybe it does start an echo in the bone um oh yeah it must it must start an echo in the bone but anyway um yeah so i I really am holding out hope that we're gonna get the grays in season seven because a lot of this shit just doesn't make sense if we don't have them and and then i'm gonna be like wildly disappointed but
2: yeah
0: no we need they're the best part of it (laughs) (laughs)
2: can you imagine the win though of getting willie and the greys in season seven definitely a a contender for one of the best seasons for sure if that happens most i'm just
1: i'm just holding out hope that they're going to announce the greys like all at once or they're going to shift some of the storyline into what hopefully is a season eight Mm
0: -hmm. or a spinoff Oh, I'm yes. not I'm not holding my breath, but I'm hopeful.
1: no, no, you never know. So
0: this week we are talking episode 205, Untimely Resurrection, which I happened to be looking at the wiki page for the episode, and that is the chapter 21 title of Dragonfly oh, and Amber
1: for those following along at home.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's a related fucking chapter, but there we
2: go. Yeah, it probably is. I would imagine so. Yeah i'm trying to think of what else like what else in the series like relates to that and it seems to be the only because it's such a shock right when you yeah when you see him
0: but also is it though is
2: it is it we know he's freaking alive we're talking about blackjack by the way blackjack Riddle. is it was it good storytelling to spoil that like i'm not sure is like i mean you are surprised to see him in france because he's not supposed to be there but uh or like you don't yeah you don't expect him to be there but it's almost like I wonder if it would have been better but then you couldn't have introduced um Alex Randall and stuff and you you probably needed some of that to build up so poor Alex Randall like
1: he exists to like just be like a vehicle he's he's constantly in some sort of pain and he's just like a vehicle to like (laughs) you know to get the element of like the slow, you know, first he she finds out that uh, Blackjack is alive and then he, because he gets arrested at their party, that is what brings Blackjack to mm-hmm. France. So it's like, poor Alex. He is just, oh my Drag god, the poor, yeah. the poor boy. The poor boy. He's just, Jack. and he's the sweetest. But he's like the band-aid
0: for a plot hole. <laughs> so, that yeah. Helped- yeah, yeah. So, yeah. just to skip around cuz that's what we do. I, I I'm this had never occurred to me before, but I wonder if the duel between Jamie and Jack Randall was written first. So. Oh, and 100%. then oh shit. How is he supposed to oh shit, I got to go back and like give him a right. brother that can also, you know, have sperm. And that's <laughs> Here we are,
1: yeah, oh, I think I think so many of her convoluted plot points are specifically designed because of that, because <laughs> she writes a scene that she's like, "Ooh, I really want to write this scene of them dueling, and then she's like, "Okay, now, how do I get them there?"
2: <laughs> well, and I think too, it's like, oh, I need to get Black Jack Randall to France because there's this great conflict, which is true is a great it's true that it is a great conflict of there's no dueling is outlawed in France, so it suddenly oh, exactly. makes it like that is a good opportunity. But it's like, yeah, the stretch to get him there is a bit, especially because he's injured. Like, you're telling me he traveled and he was injured, like, it's a bit insane. But I mean, I know they, you know, I think it probably was more common than maybe uh, what would be acceptable for modern times. But uh, I, do, I don't think about it too much because I like Alex Randall and I think that's kind of a, fun. and he comes in as Sandringham's what is he, uh, secretary, secretary. There. Yeah. whatever it is yeah so the, and it kind of makes sense and like Sandring was everywhere so that kind of makes sense but um, uh, yeah. but yeah but you're right it does seem to be like oh i want bgr to make this grand kind of shocking entrance and oh i want to do this duel yeah for sure and i want jamie to stab him in the dick yeah God.
0: What? So <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, we, gotta no, 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 no. we gotta save that
2: one. <laughs> we gotta save that. And just I'm like it seems like more, and the more that I watch these first half of season two episodes, it seems like more of this strange, extra plot that has nothing to do with the overarching plot. Exactly. I guess you could. I guess you could say it's le- kind of left over from season one. Or continuing from season one. But I just am like, oh, it's all about his lineage, and we're, well, so, you know, we have to be so worried about Frank not being born, and like.
0: Like, who's the main character here? Lady? I just,
2: I don't, I don't. And then there's all these scene, random scenes. <laughs> it's true. And because I made the mistake of watching through episodes today, all of these random scenes in between that I get these episodes so confused because it's almost like they were shot in the same day. There's the. Um, spoon <laughs> scene of Jamie and Claire, and then I think in the episode, the next episode, there's the scene, yeah, when he tells her uh, that she has to make a promise to him. That's they look exactly the same. I bet you any money they shot that in sequence. I bet you any money, or very similarly, because I'm like, I thought those two scenes happened in the same episode. They don't. They happen in two. Like, I'm just, and what are they? Whenever they're connecting moments and stuff for them, whatever. But like, they make. They just and they have nothing to do with the episodes it just it's a it like the structure is is driving me a bit insane well, I think the the thing
1: and we'll talk about this more next week, but I think like the thing with the spoons and her doubting her you know maternal yeah instincts and him making her promise is just a lot of it is just foreshadowing right well yeah, you know? exactly.
2: Should we get into the foreshadowing? Should we get into it? Um, because I as well. <laughs> the other bit of, because I was surprised actually, because I didn't remember this, how much foreshadowing, um, for the rest of the season, um, is kind of woven in. Because, and this obviously makes sense. I think this, this is the point. And this happened once again. Sorry. This happened over a few episodes. But like Master Raymond, um, does the, what is it? The sheep's knuckles. And, uh, tells her that she will see frank again which is true which we know to be true if you've seen the series and jamie um obviously makes her promise and things like that and there is one oh my gosh wait pause
0: all right i watched this episode yesterday while i was cooking dinner and i'm not gonna lie head empty just vampires so (laughs) what fucking promise i forgot already (laughs)
1: when when jamie makes her promise that if anything happens to him he'll go she'll go back which i'm very sorry oh, happens in the next okay episode. it's not even this
2: episode okay see that's not fair but once again <laughs> because, once again it's because it it looks exactly the same i think they're in the same room they have the same hair they they probably out in different outfits, but they look generally the same as the spoon scene. It drives it drives me nuts. It Was like gotcha. I was so confused. I was trying to make notes for this episode, and I was thinking like, oh, this is this episode. No, 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 that was the next episode. It, okay. it was it was a confusing thing for me, but right. um, I'm caught up now.
1: It was a fatal mistake to watch three episodes in a row of this part of Outlander because
2: we we talked about that a little bit last week too. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's really like cause I watched this episode. Like I watched these a few hours ago, and I was forgetting them. I was like forgetting the the on the statement of the first thirty minutes of this specific episode. I had not. There was nothing. I was like, watching. I was boring as shit. No, I, I could not tell you what happened. No, I'll t- this is the only thing I know what happened because it bugged me. Claire tried to ruin and sabotage. um Mary and Alex's relationship, uh, because of whatever lesser lesser of two evils in her mind. And I was just like, and I just had this thought of like, can you imagine a kind, normal person being like, oh yeah, this is justified in ruining a relationship for this thing that I'm not even sure is gonna happen will happen? Like, in you're an insane person. You're an insane person to think that's okay. I just can't, I, and she didn't, but it drove me insane.
1: She did them so dirty i mean i don't know how even the most like staunch claire supporter could excuse this yes yeah. i mean she just is it's so devious it's so dirty it's just she's literally first of all what when, when You know, she tries to comfort Mary and then she just decides, you know what, I'm just going to burn this letter and let again poor Alex Randall, because, again, he is just a vehicle to, you know, mess everybody's lives up. And he did nothing fucking wrong. And, you know, there's this letter that could Help get him out of jail. He's in the Bastille. He could rot there for the rest of his life for all Claire knows. And she's fucking willing to let Frank's, one of Frank's relatives, even though she doesn't know that he's actually Frank's ancestor, she knows that he is a relative of Frank. And she's willing to let him rot in the Bastille to, to try to save Frank's life. I mean, and then her whole thing is like, well, Frank's innocent in all this. So is Alex fucking Randall. <laughs> like, what, what the fuck? And guess who
2: Frank's ancestor really is? Like, yeah. I just, I cannot.
1: Like, can you imagine the close miss that really was? Because if she had succeeded, she actually, that would have been a nice little ironic twist. <laughs>
0: yeah, who would have taught her a <laughs> You know, often.
1: but You know, I just, and then when she's talking to him, she's treating him like he is stupid. She is so patronizing sometimes. And I've mentioned it before. Like they Mm -hmm. they were patronizing with Myrta earlier in the season. And then she's being, you know, oh, is that really what you want to subject Mary to? A life of being your nurse. Like, Claire, you are just—you don't give a fuck right now. You are just bulldozing over everybody, and you don't care who you're hurting just to save somebody who, theoretically, you don't even think you're ever going to go back to. I just—she's
0: so selfish this season. Yeah. It absolutely drives me in bonkers. In the weirdest
2: way, in a way that. It makes no sense. Like we say, she, she, she he, and Jamie says this to her. Oh, sorry. This is probably, I think this is the next episode too. Jamie says to her, you chose me of your own will. I don't owe him anything. And yet she's making this her whole personality suddenly. Like yeah, I, like, yeah. It, it, and again, this has gotta be,
1: I feel like even this, see, it's like every time it gets this contrived, that's when you're like, you know what, this is her trying to connect to randomly written points in the story Mm -hmm. and why did it make it on the screen though (laughs) fix it stars because because once you tangle it how do you untangle it
2: yeah yeah (laughs) then it becomes worse or or potentially worse and i was I, i was so mad and i don't
1: typically write out
2: of order i do
1: occasionally if i've got a scene in my head that like i just can't get out of my head. I just got to write it down. Sometimes I never even end up using it because then when I go back and write in order, things might go in a different direction. Things Mm. might change. And I'm not going to write some convoluted bullshit to get to that scene, even if I love it. Because you know what? I love it. I wrote it. It's still a lovely piece of writing that I did that I wanted to do, save it in the file and Could go move somewhere on. else,
2: yeah. Maybe it's meant for something else, All right? And Mary, or just she, let it, just let it, be. let it go. Yeah, let it go. And the thing is, she calls Mary her friend. She says she's she's Ugh. you know takes her on as like a no. patient. She knows she's just been through this traumatic event. She's just and I she says this to her, and I think she does mean it, but it's like she just avoided this terrible marriage to this creep or this or this potential creep. And she has this uh, future that could be better for her. And so what just so that just means nothing now. And I'm thinking and the only justification I can think of for this is that she just feels so guilty about leaving Frank without explanation, which but it's just not like it's not good enough. It's your own shit. Go to deal with some get some therapy. Like I just it's not good enough. But like
1: play out the logic, Claire. Yes. Mary is in love with Blackjack Randall's brother. How do you think she was going to completely ditch Alex and somehow get from A A to B and still get from A to B to C after she's kicked B to the curb? Because they are completely
0: opposite people jack and alex they're completely opposite so like you're not gonna just accidentally oops i slipped and now i like i like the nasty guy no how would she even meet him yeah
1: that would have to be another big fucking coincidence i'm saying fuck so
2: many times <laughs> so, whatever
0: so we're rated not safe for work it's fine. I'm like
2: stop making that shocked appalled face when you say alex randall or you mention out like it's not blackjack randall it's alex randall they're two separate people like they're not like this I don't like this connection... Whatever, their family. But like I don't like this connection of... Oh, just because Mary says she's... Um, just because she makes the mistake of thinking that it's Blackjack Randall, but it turns out to be Alex, that she makes these like dramatic facial expressions whenever Mary talks to him about him. And I'm like, you're acting like you've met this person. He's clearly... Unless he's the best actor of all time, he's clearly not like that. Like, why? Why are you? Conv- like, why are you? Yeah, conflating these things—it doesn't make sense. Well, in what kind of person would prefer
1: to subject little Mary Hawkins to a marriage to Blackjack Randall
2: over? Oh my God,
1: that too. Maybe protecting her her future husband that she's never planning to go back to from maybe not existing. Like what it, yeah that doesn't make any sense. What kind of person, what kind of friend would do that? She know she fucking knows what black Jack Randall's like, because when, when they finally do get down to the marriage talk, you know, later on in the season, she, she fucking knows.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But like, why is she so fucking blind right now? And just so, just she's just got herself like
2: boxed into this. I I don't even know. She's got that same tunnel vision from Rent and from different episodes in season one. I feel like she just picks this road and she's
0: like, "This is where I'm going." And she's so selfish, so yeah. self centered throughout I think all of
1: it's it. Twenty times worse though than Rent yes. because oh. it's not because Rent was more. I mean, if you think oh, about for Rent, sure, for sure. Yeah, if you think about rent like she had some justification for being, you know, like that. Like she's pissy cuz she's been kidnapped. She doesn't want she doesn't want to be there. She has been basically kidnapped. She's basically being held prisoner. She wants to go home. Now, she doesn't even want to go, quote unquote, home. And she's still acting like this Uh like why would you steamroll over all the people that could be your potential friends for life
2: Uh
1: like she doesn't know that they're ever gonna leave paris
2: Mm -hmm. yeah that's true it sucks too because there's are characters two characters that are that wouldn't won't fight back on her right like they're so easily convinced by her kind of um assertive personality and stuff too so i think that's why it's like eliciting such a strong response from us she's bullying oh absolutely she is yes and I'm very proud of myself because I remembered the other foreshadowing. Okay. So um, the third one that I noticed was, I did say two, right? Please tell me I said two. Uh, the third one I noticed was when she was talking to Louise about being pregnant. Oh, and she said, oh, I can't um, raise a baby without her, without his father. What you, like, what's, mm. and Claire goes, oh, it doesn't matter if um, you raise the baby with a uh, biological father or not. It's all about if you raise a baby with love. And I was just like, oh my God, that feels like, that felt like so on the nose and i obviously I don't well no i you wouldn't catch it but i was the first, I, was, I think this is the first time that i ever caught that and i was like oh wow that's like that's like yeah. direct season 3 things
1: that just makes me think of like like diana is obsessed with children not being raised yeah, by, by their, by their like she, yeah. she's obsessed with it think about all the characters in the outlander series that are not raised by at least one of their biological parents, it's insane. Oh my! God. I don't know. I mean, I maybe. I mean, maybe she needs therapy. I don't know. Thera-
2: <laughs> therapy, yes. She got some <laughs> parental issues. though. I mean, one. that's a
1: given. But
2: that's so but true. I, yeah,
1: it's she's obsessed with it. I mean, it works out well for us because we get Willy, and that makes it's up for the everything yeah. for me. But
2: it's it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's a lot of characters. I even forgot about Claire until tried to go through the list. I was like, oh, yeah, Claire, too. Claire, yeah. Roger. Brianna had Claire, but also. Only one. Was- yeah. Jamie had mm-hmm. mostly just his father. Yep.
1: Plus, plus when his, um Yeah, plus he went to Dougal's. So, oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you his know. father died when he was young ish. Like young enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was like 19 or something. Marcely. Yeah,
2: so. Marcely? Yeah. Oh, Fergus. Yeah. Fergus. Yeah. Fergus? Yeah. Um, we Roger. Roger's the one with his parents, about, i feel like he's the only one I can think of who was raised by his parents.
0: Rabbi McNabb. Yeah. Um yeah, like Fergus and Marcelli's kids and Roger, well, and even like German for a while was staying with uh granny and grandpare.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Fanny. Fanny. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. She was not
0: raised by family. God.
1: Like uh what's her face's kid? Amaranthus' baby right now is not being raised by his mom. Yeah.
2: John Cinnamon. John's father yeah. died, John.
1: Oh, and so did... um. What's her face? What's... Oh, the cousin that married Malcolm Stubbs. Um, Olivia. Olivia, right? Mm-hmm. Lost both her parents, right? Okay. Or no, is Malcolm... No, Malcolm's still alive, but the mother died, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, it's... Percy. Be, yeah, Olivia
0: was raised by, well, Benedict, Hal was technically her quote unquote guardian, but was raised by Benedict Percy. Yep. Um, yeah. was a name moderate. a fucking
2: character. Yeah. Yeah, name a yeah, We Ian, that's it. That's the only one I can think of, generally. Yeah, well, and
0: even he, at like what, 14? Yeah, he went went across the fucking ocean yeah. with his uncle. Yeah. Oh my God. It's crazy, right? Roger and Breeze kids. And Ferguson and Marcellus' kids are
1: the only ones oh, wow. I can
2: think of that grew up.
1: Otherwise, with we don't know. Parents.
2: Yeah, we just don't know the parental situation of the other ones. They're
1: trying to stop the cycle. Yes. Uh, look yes. at, <laughs> look at Ian's son, uh, his other son. Oh my oh, God! Pretty sure, it's his son.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. Geez.
1: And because that—that's a whole thing. Because she was married to the one guy, and kind of made people think that baby was that guy's kid and then he died right and then Mm -hmm. she got married to this other guy who like rejected the kid and now he's actually going to be back with his biological father but not his mother (laughs) Uh, yeah crazy
2: can we just let kids have maybe less drama dg and disney that'd be great i
1: think most i think most of uh, jenny and ian's other kids you know had their family intact the so. lived. yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> i mean they grew up and like you know went away some of them
1: but right um, well yeah but not too many of them though no michael like michael that's about it yeah he went to paris and then and then uh jenny <laughs> it's like see us suckers <laughs> <laughs> her kids were grown she was good oh i know you know oh anyway wow that was a that was a I fun tangent to go down that but yeah i didn't either
2: <laughs> discovering new things is so fun
0: i would like to go back just very briefly well i'm gonna say briefly and who fucking knows what's gonna happen but i would like to go back very briefly to alex and mary and i would like with y'all's permission to just declare this a alex mary protection safe zone Absolutely, yes. That we love them, their cinnamon rolls, and we mm-hmm. that we must protect.
2: And we don't Which, have yes. a lot of those in Outlander. We, I feel like we don't, <laughs> like not not in. If you balance out the um uh, r word people, like no, there's not enough. The what? The the rapists. Oh, uh, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, r word. <laughs> Watching too many YouTubers I... who were like trying not to get demonetized and stuff. That's what they say. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well. Yeah. It's just like you know, compared to like the evil characters, like there should be like quite a few cinnamon rolls to balance that.
0: There's know? like not there's there's not a lot, but we can Mary and Alex, we can declare them cinnamon rolls and we love them, must protect them at all costs, which okay. means that um Claire in this episode is enemy number one for me, but that's not unusual.
1: <laughs> if if they're cinnamon rolls, what does that make Claire? Oh god. Like salt or something? <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, salt and savory, salty and savory, is, or savory and sweet is good.
0: Have you ever bought a bag of potatoes and put it in your pantry and forgot about it for like oh, no, Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and then eventually it turns into alcoholic potato soup. <laughs> and if you walk it past the pantry you're like,
0: "Why does it smell like ass?" What? <laughs> what is that? It could. And then
2: you find the bag of of Liquidy potatoes, yeah. That's and you accidentally put the cinnamon rolls next to those potatoes and the potatoes smell and <laughs> juice you're has now ruined the cinnamon rolls. That makes sense. I like this. I like this. Or like one time
1: <laughs> when I was a kid, I like opened I took a jug of orange juice out of the refrigerator and I didn't bother to look at the date. And I was like, oh. Why is this fizzy? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um
0: we can say that fergus in this in this season is definitely cinnamon roll
2: oh yes, gosh season, right? we, we fergus is up. a cinnamon roll he usually he usually is, is i want to say yeah there's just well, like a moment season, recently sure. where the yeah. but yeah but definitely
1: this season yeah um i i always think that um, young Ian is a cinnamon roll for oh, me. Oh, absolutely. Like he's yeah. He must be protected at all costs. And John, honestly, is, of course, is my John. biggest it's cinnamon the biggest roll. One, yeah, he's like not even a cinnamon roll. He's like one of those. He's more big, complicated though. Big like monkey. He's like the monkey bread, right? Like <laughs> oh yeah. When you take the Pillsbury thing and then you you <laughs> chop it all up and then you it gets it gets made into this like twisty complicated deliciousness.
0: Yeah. We're going to have to post recipes with this fucking episode. I know.
2: <laughs> and there's later ones. Like, li- I think Lizzie is kind of like a cinnamon roll. And... Mm. Eh. Like a-, mm. a little. <laughs> why is- really- Maybe she's too sassy, actually. But I'm like, I'm like why-, why is it hard for me to think of cinnamon rolls now? See, this is what I mean. Stefan. Yeah, there you go. A list of our cinnamon rolls
1: and add to it. Um, so... I do have to make one. We've talked a lot about how the Paris episodes can be a little tedious. They kind of blend together. And the plot at times is like, what's going on? This makes no sense, whatever. And it's interesting because people, a lot of people I hear talking about Paris, the Paris episodes as so you know oh they're so amazing like visually and i feel like they really relied heavily on like sets and costumes and yeah. all of that stuff to let in you yeah. know well i like, yeah war you know just wardrobe in general to like make up for sort of the weird stuff that's going on in the plot because one or, thing that or was- not going on in the plot yeah <laughs> because one thing that just like stood out for me in this episode is when they quickly contr- like flip over to Versailles and like so much of Paris is just like, like it's dark in there, mm-hmm. um, in the house, it's dark at the, the, uh, brothel, everything is dark, but then you go to the Versailles and it's just like Popping with color. It's like Wizard of Oz, right? When she lands in Oz, which again, Wizard of Oz parallels with Outlander. uh Uh Um, But yeah. Um, So I just, I I really loved it. Yeah. And it's so like everything about it is perfect. Just like the hedges and the, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then everything falls to shit because Black Jack Randall shows up.
0: I, Have a controversial opinion. Love it.
2: I like Blackjack
0: Randall in this episode.
2: I'm glad he's there. Yeah, I probably would agree. I'm glad he's there. Because I watched the first, and I'll I'll never stop saying this, I watched the first 30 minutes minutes of this episode and panicked because I chose to come on this episode (laughs) of the podcast thinking (laughs) that this was a good idea and that I'd have stuff to say. And I spent 30 minutes not making notes on this episode and I was like (laughs) what did I just do to myself especially having just listened to uh, when you guys talked about episode 203 and maybe feel very validated the fact that you're like this is boring everybody's bored this is like boring 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 was the uh, title and the um, summary of that episode yeah and then jarring shift to bright Versailles was like and I was like oh thank god it does happen because that's what I thought I had chosen and I was like yeah thank god like, thank God he's there and he has personality and he um is, st- I guess, it, it's funny because it's the first time where I don't, he where I just get the sense that he's actually not trying to stir shit up or not at his level anyway. Well, but he it, didn't go there intending.
1: Yes. Like, he's yeah. super surprised to find out that Claire, to see Claire and find out that Jamie's there. Like, he had no yes. intentions, yes. I think, he, of... Of running into
2: them right and he's obviously very but he's very excited by the idea um and wants to take advantage of that i'm sure but he but i think what i like about it um too a lot is uh he just doesn't have he doesn't have a lot of power in in um in france in paris specifically and i think which is obviously very um obviously demonstrated by the fact that um the king humiliates him in front of uh in front of Jamie and Claire in the gardens <laughs> on purpose. We Just love forget. to see it. Just for giggles and shits sh- and giggles. It's the best. It's a, that's like, it's, that's a top tier under scene. That's a great scene. And watching Sam, like, lose his shit laughing when it happens is the, like, or like, almost laughing is the best. His face turns like red is good. It's like the happiest he's been since they've been there. Oh, yeah. Sex with his wife <laughs> no. It's not compared to seeing... <laughs> Black Jack Randall gets made fun of for his accent and uh kneeling on the ground and yeah, being berated. It's great. Do you think that Sandringham
1: himself wrote to Jack Randall because he knew it would stir up trouble?
0: Oh yeah. Because Sandringham really he really seemed to be getting off on the fact that. Th- about what he knew about what Randall yeah. did to Jamie, like he he's getting off on that. He like living vicariously through him, kind of nasty shit. So yeah, yeah. he abs. Oh god, I would be shocked if he didn't.
1: At, at least in some sort of like anonymous way, like you I don't know. No, know.
0: I think he probably did it. I'm, I'm sure he mentioned it casually in a letter.
2: Yeah. He yeah, because he's a pretty good manipulator, so he would have done it in a way that couldn't be. um, you know he can be pinned for it or whatever and he he obviously didn't tell him that jamie and claire were there maybe because he was just excited by the idea that he knew and jack randall didn't i don't know well he loves drama yes. like yeah like he, he, is, he it, loves
1: yeah. he loves to be sort of the center of attention but he also likes to be the puppet master a little bit and to kind of like create these scenarios and then watch them play out. Like he took that letter from Jamie, uh, you know, in in season one, probably knowing full well, he was never going to do anything, but turn it over to Jack Randall. Like, yeah. but he was just like, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to take this and pretend and uh, just give it to Jack Randall and then see what happens. Right. So, he he really loves to, like, have that role of puppet master and and play with people's lives like that.
0: Yeah. He's still a weenie, to be clear.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's devious, but, yeah.
0: He's, he's a devious weenie, but he's still a weenie. He told Jamie that Jamie has poor taste in men, and I laughed so inappropriately. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like I forgot about that. That was the best. <laughs> <laughs> poor taste in men. Yeah. that's not going after our uh going to going after john that's why
1: he may be a creeper but his gaydar is strong yes there we
2: go. <laughs> he's such a
0: fucking creep yeah i don't like him but i do like i do like randall in this season and you know what it, i was thinking about this because he appears and like it it's when you're not expecting to see him and it'll happen again too yeah like that that Oh God. It was it's a great transitional shot
2: mm-hmm. um the
0: way they bring him into it because you like they ratchet up the tension really well. Like I could feel myself getting tense and nervous, like I know it's coming, I know it's coming, but also kind of excited, like, yay, something's happening, something's happening. I don't yes, think finally something. Right. I don't think it would have been any less impactful. And this is me going back to our rant from Wentworth into Ransom a Man's Soul. It would not have been any less impactful if we hadn't seen all of the violent violation,
2: like in yeah. real time. Just saying. Um, yeah, he was already a, a well-established threat by yes by those episodes by the beginning of uh, Wentworth. I would say you already knew. I mean, we knew
0: before even like yeah. It didn't take we, long. We, we had some idea of what he was capable of, knowing that he you know lashed Jamie.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. Two hundred times. It'd be as early as that. Yeah. It's like we already knew that he was a statistic bastard, and there are subtler ways too, that I think other media has done better. Um, yes.
0: <sighs> anyway, um, we don't need to. We don't need to unpack that anymore. But it is a great. He's a. He's kind of a. He's finally, I think, like a a, a fun villain almost. And and I say that hesitantly because. What he did was not fun there are still better ways to show that somebody's evil um but the tension is enjoyable from an entertainment perspective
2: yeah his presence in this season is unexpected he is way less of a threat than like not even close to the threat that he is in season one um you get to see totally different sides of him he's there's actually like a lot of vulnerability in both episodes that I can think of that he's that he's prominently in and he's almost not used as a villain like at least in the other episode that I can think of he's he's barely kind of it's 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 a good move actually as far as um yeah yeah just giving just giving him more just making him more you know not re-traumatizing your audience he's more fleshed out now
1: I don't even think he's more fleshed out. I just think we're seeing a different side of him because he's had his powers stripped away from him, which is kind of ironic since that's what he was trying to do with Jamie. But, you know, now he's in Paris and he actually, Jamie has way more power than him. Um, But I don't know that he's, I mean, I guess it it does flesh him out more because you get to see what he's like in that position. But, you know, I think it's just he would not be any less evil, for lack of a better word, right, right during this part, if he could be. Oh, or for you, sure. You know, yeah. like, like, it's purely his circumstances that are, like, setting him, his footing off and has nothing to do with any sort of humbling or change yeah. or anything.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, he's still he's still not a, a terribly dynamically written character.
2: No, but I think what I what's interesting is he's not out of character, he's just in a different circumstance. I think that's the win. Yeah. Actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, like once again, just so you don't trauma or even traumatize your audience. Like we don't need to go go through that again. Right.
1: Well, and we never see him in that position ever again.
2: Yeah, thank God. like
1: once the next time we see them, you know, in um right before Culloden, you know, he's
2: in a vulnerable position, yeah
1: yeah and then on the battlefield too which technically we don't see that till season three but yeah i just had another thought about and i'm going back just a little bit to the whole claire and frank thing because one of you guys mentioned the sheep knuckles and do you think that her she she was already being like weird and selfish about the frank thing but do Mm -hmm. you think that hearing that prediction from master Raymond that she would see Frank again has is what has spurred her further into being like even worse about protecting Frank like she's not saying it and I don't even think in the book that she thinks it but I feel like maybe that is part of what's spurring her on like now she's like oh shit like You know, he said that and now I'm starting to think, like, I don't, I better, like, I better not, like, like, she wants to keep Frank on the hook. Yeah. (laughs) Just in case. Which doesn't make it any better. It's It kind of makes it worse.
2: But um, I just thought of that. So, anyway. No, but I think that's, it could be a trigger, for sure. It's just, like, how much does she believe in that? But she does trust him. They're, like, they're, you know, they're friendly at this point. He's given her things to help her in her like journey in Paris and stuff so yeah like, yeah, because I think it happens mostly before the, the Franks yeah, like yeah I think it's at least mostly before the Franks stuff so it would make sense as to why she's the worst about it uh, a, a little bit after that happens so we
0: did mention before when the sheep knuckles thing happened whichever freaking episode that was it's already blended together I've just gotta I've just gotta pull this out so she's Let's say that this is a solidly probable theory of yours, Beth, that Master Raymond's divination that she put so much fucking stock into is what kind of set this off. But she's so pissed that Jamie has been telling people that she's La Dame Blanche.
1: Because, <laughs>
0: oh my god, like, yes. <laughs> I'm not a witch, but are you not or
1: are you? Pick a struggle, lady. Pick yeah. a fucking struggle. Ugh. Well, I, I mean, I... I get it. I mean, and she really wasn't that pissed. Like she was kind of like, she was a little, this guy again, you know, that was his like Laird dumbass moment of the week, by the way, like telling people that his wife was a witch after she literally almost got burned at the stake. Not that long ago, but it helped. Is it, is it dumb if it works? Yeah, but that wasn't his intention. Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) whatever. I mean, Does the end justify the means? (laughs) Well, that's the whole episode. Does the end justify the means?
0: No, his intent was to, you know, not get in trouble with his wife by, you know, banging whores at the brothel. So so tells everyone, my wife is a witch and my cock will fall off if
2: I touch another woman. (laughs) Despite (laughs) the fact that the episode previous, he let... and and Once again, I'm so mad that I couldn't be there for this episode. That that he (laughs) let... um, a different whore that we never know the name of, bite both his thighs. Like, okay, how long would those massive hickeys take to make? You're telling me nothing happened? I can't, I'll
1: never be over this. If she bit his thighs, something happened. She
2: bit his thighs. That's what happened. You know? (laughs) Like, I don't care. Probably the moment that I dislike Jamie the most. I'm like, you're lying. You're lying straight to her face, you horny bitch. Like, what is even happening right now? That scene baffles me. I can't even... I can't. And then he's like, oh, I say this thing about you're a witch. You're like... I don't think he's banging horse, But I'm just like, that scene is so ridiculous and misplaced. Well, once again...
1: You have a convoluted plot point. So what did she probably write first? She probably wrote the fight (laughs) scene between Jamie and Claire first and then had to go back and write some cockamamie bullshit
2: to get them to the fight. That's the only reason I accept because it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Nothing else about it makes sense. And I don't like to think of him cheating because I don't think that's his jam. But I like that's those are I can't. Those are significant hickeys. Shit was going down. You cannot convince me that shit did not go down. Were his pants up or down? Because like, There that was, was no like, way that was, was so high. Pants. No, no, no. They were so Right, was exactly. By his groin. No, no, no. Yeah, because his butt was out. Like, come on now. No. Oh, no.
1: Was, well, he might have been wearing a... Was he wearing a kilt? He doesn't wear a kilt that much in not Paris.
2: Not in, in Paris, no.
1: He does to Versailles, but I can't remember. Well, you're what, like, telling me he any... he's
2: wearing a kilt? And still something happened. Like I,
1: mean, I know, I know. I'm not making excuses. I'm just trying to like figure out the chain of events.
2: If someone could explain this to me, please bring it to the podcast. Come to my Tumblr. Someone explain it to me if you've got the answer to this. It makes me crazy. I have a theory. Jamie is hiding the fact that it's actually
0: Pierre he's sleeping with. <laughs> ah,
2: nice. That's that's the You're one welcome. That's the one right there. I, I like it. <laughs> comment, I accept like it. I like it. We're keeping it. He's going to um, get drunk with John and um, reveal it to him. and, and uh, uh, You can't prove it didn't happen, so it could have. Yeah. And then they'll talk about circumcised versus uncircumcised. Be to to
1: <laughs> the best. Um, it's, it's just so funny, though, because, like, right before we just got into that, like, rambling thing, I which wasn't really rambling. It was a good conversation. But just before we went down that track, I was about to say, like, feel bad for Jamie and be like, can you imagine how hard it is for him to be in this brothel where these women keep trying to like take away his agency after all that happened. But now I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. Because he was, he was letting them bite his thighs. So you know what? Forget it.
0: (laughs) Significant bite marks.
1: Laird dumbass. He is living up to that name. Where the shit are we? Well, I think we finished all of our discussion points our thing i have
0: one more since i'm apparently really riding this i hate claire today horse really hard she continues to confiscate to she continues to confiscate jamie's agency over her own sense of sentimentality with this argument that they have at the end of mm. the episode over no you can't duel you can't duel him because then frank will won't be born which is just absolute bullshit he knows it's absolute bullshit and what he says to her is really, is it's a very mm, real thing. Yeah. Like he can't be, like I can't be just, a, I can't be a human.
1: No, I think that's a really poignant moment for Jamie because he, you know, must I bear everyone else's weakness, you know? And I think that's, that line has always stuck with me. And there's just a lot of times in life when, you know, if you're one of those people that, does try to take care of everybody, you know, and then it's like, you want this one thing and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's that you want to mm-hmm. duel somebody who at- attacked you and stuff, you know, that whatever it is, maybe you just want to go to a spa for the weekend, Wh- whatever,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like, you, it's like, I do so much and I just need this one thing for me. And now you're taking it away from me for some really bullshit reason. And, also, what about the fact that, I mean, the reason could have just been like, I'm pregnant. It's illegal. You need to be here for your baby. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like d- that would have been a perfectly acceptable reason, ex-
2: except <laughs> she she needed to fill more pages or something. So, <laughs> or she needed to just like harp on this Frank won't be born thing that that everybody else is like what.
0: She continues to put Frank over the man she chose to be with. Her quote unquote mm-hmm. soulmate. Exactly. Someone make that make sense. Explain that to me like I'm five. How is this? I, that's not fucking romance. Uh, and then she, the way she goes in on him like you owe me a life. What the yeah. fuck? No, no. Lady. Yeah, no. That's not how we no. do this.
1: Because he, I, I hate that. And I hate that we just let that sit. If they, they they just let that sit. And that he lets it or oh, kind of. Right. Ugh. Like, it's, uh, no, he
0: internalized that shit. He made it. He made it. Well, note. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah.
2: He will address next episode, let me just tell you. But they don't address it. Well, okay. They Whatever. Maybe he decides to be mature about it, but he does not give her the shit she deserves for that statement. Let me just say.
0: I don't. I don't think it was maturity. I think he was just broken down because every time he thinks that he's going to get to make some headway on his own healing journey, his own like his own recovery, she knocks him back the fuck down over Frank. Well, and all of this like it, uh, well, it's ugh. almost
1: like, like have it. you ever been in an argument with someone and you just get you kind of just get so angry, but also like you go quiet and then like. You, the, you know that the stuff that they're saying to you isn't true, but in that moment, because they're saying it louder, it feels true. And then after it's over, you're like, what the fuck did they just say? Seriously? Like, did she really just say that yeah. she saved my life twice and so now I owe her one? <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's like, the whole thing of, like, going back later and winning arguments in the shower later, you know, like, <laughs> because, like, you just freeze.
0: And and in his mind, he'd already saved hers by the way, because remember, he thinks that he agreed to let Randall right. rape him. That's how he, that's how he interprets it. He thinks he did that. It was a choice to him, even though we know it was not. And so that was already... Like he'd already saved her life there.
1: He saved her life when she was gonna be burned at the stake. I mean, so many times. We can make
0: a list. And not over somebody else. He did it for her. Not because anyone told him to. Not not for any other reason than it was for he her. He
1: married her. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that saved her life.
2: But the worst thing that ever happened to him happened to to save her though. So there is yeah. so that's kind of a messed up kind of it's a messed up connection in your head right to like to have that
0: god do you think he's blaming her at this point like this is your fault anyway because if you hadn't shown up i'd have just hanged and been happy with it could
1: have been
2: there could be something because he's so angry in that moment like he's i don't think he's ever and he no no i don't think so and i don't think he'll ever be as angry as he is at her is at her at least up until the we're at we we Recently finished season six, so up until then he's never been this angry, and this is like the most angry that he's ever been. At the end, he tells her, "Do not touch me." Yeah. And when he's kind of negotiating, what he's kind of she's uh, when he's kind of um, she's defeated him, you could say he's like, he's pissed about it. He's pissed about it. He's making he's figuring out the terms, and he and he's like, and he will resent her kind of for it. And he and he is, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he knows he was like. I want to say manipulated, but it, it, it was, he was like coerced, I guess you could say, into this. She didn't convince him is basically what I mean. She did not convince him that this was the right choice.
0: No, she just beat him down.
1: When she, he, I remember the first time when he said to her, do not touch me. I was like, Oof,
2: yeah, "Oh holy yeah, holy shit. That hits because so hard. like
1: for Jamie to say that to Claire, like he hasn't said that to her since they were back at the Abbey.
2: Which is a totally different circumstance, too. Right, yeah. right.
1: And he was, like, out of his mind, you know. But, like, for him to, like, not want her touch, I was like, damn, that is, that, he's pissed.
0: I would also like to point out that at the Abbey, she
1: continued to touch him. Yes, yeah. yeah, we don't need to go there again. Uh. So,
0: once again, she's not
2: a safe space for him. And if we haven't made it obvious she's ta- it's she's pushing it too far it's very i don't know for some yeah. st- reason that we can barely figure out it's justified right in her head why she's um asking this of him to the point and because I won't be here i'm just going to say i hope you have a nice little rant next <laughs> week for the fact that um Please. she's that he says to her oh no we are even um that i did not that's not the reason i promised um, I have saved you, and so we're even. She goes, even? And the look on her face, like she doesn't believe they're even. Oh, I know she's pregnant, but I would have bitch-loved her. I swear to God. And that moment, apparently that scene turns out just fine at the end. But once again, this is strange moment that is just kind of left hanging in the air. It makes me freaking crazy. Well, and it's,
1: it's almost like she, it's not that she doesn't believe that they're even, but it's almost like she's shocked that he's making the same type of argument like terrible argument that he, she made the day before. (laughs) Like, like how could you try to make, turn this into a competition? You
2: know? (laughs) You open that door lady.
0: Oh God.
2: She's what she's asking of him is not, um, a marital, a normal marital exchange of you do this for me. I'll do this for you. It's not a, it's not an appropriate thing to ask your partner. In the context that she asks, it's in the context that she asks it of him. It's not appropriate. It's not okay. It's unhealthy. It's toxic. It's selfish. It's not that his choice is great either. It's just that her choice is worse, I think. And the way that she goes about it turns him into, you know, this rage machine to the point of kind of he lashes out so greatly that he's um, you kind of see this uh, twisted part of him still that that uh is so connected once he discovered that Jack Randall was alive he was elated he felt all this great hope to the point where it may have been the the only one of the only things kind of keep him keeping him above water so now that she's taking it away from him it's like he's connecting his own existence to it and he wants her to kill him if he's not allowed to do this and it's too it's too much it's push it's, it's knocking over his trauma bucket in a way that's just not so good well, and
1: I'm starting to feel like there's a lot of parallels between this argument and the one they had at the abbey because if you remember, she threatened to kill herself right when mm. once again he, not good. You know, so it's there's a lot of parallels that I've never thought about before.
0: That's a good point. I'm just going to say this. So, all right, kids, Auntie Pan has been married for a very long time. Um if your partner is threatening suicide, um that's not a safe place to be. That's manipulation that's a that's a very large red flag. Maybe get out. this is not this is not a blueprint <laughs> for a healthy relationship. I'm just yeah, gonna say that.
2: I don't know what uh number we would be on, but this is another example of Jamie and Claire being in a <laughs> toxic marriage that people should be wary so of um, romanticizing and idealizing in a real life um way feel free to have fun with it in fiction as long as you know that that's what it is yeah so are there some things in this episode other
0: than the lack of plot that just don't make sense that we need to be explained like break it down barney style
1: i don't have it's not that they need to be broken down because i think i already made a lot of points like that already but i when i started to to um Just watching this, and I thought about the title. And again, because the episodes all blend together for me, I sort of didn't realize. So, the previous episode is called La Dame Blanche, but it's like, yeah, it's only said like passing, like in passing, right? Like he said, or not in passing, but the guy's like La Dame Blanche, and then we don't hear anything about it. Mm -hmm. But that episode is titled La Dame Blanche, makes no sense. And then they just this is the episode where we find out what that is. It's just weird. I'm like, were they sleeping at the wheel? Sometimes they're taking, you know, chapters from the book. Sometimes they're just feel like they're she just do anything witchy last episode.
2: Yeah, it's weird. It's really she weird. Do anything witchy this episode? I don't know. It would have been better if they were switched though, but I don't know what the untimely resurrection would be of last episode. But Well,
0: the untimely resurrection, is my understanding, I guess, is referring to blackjack yeah, showing right. up but we already knew he was alive we we been knew that so this also doesn't make like i get like recycling the chapter titles but just because the chat the titles were chat, just because the chapters were titled that doesn't make a good titles.
1: well it may be the untimely <laughs> resurrection though isn't that he was not dead but that he shows up in Paris. That's what I thought, yeah. Because, like, even if he's still alive, as long as they can think of him, as long as Claire can think of him as being in England and not being a threat, that's fine. But then he just pops up.
2: It is a strange choice, though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then the other thing that I thought was pointless, (laughs) so I'm just really complaining, is Claire's little conversation with (laughs) Annalise. Like, I don't get what the point is. Of that was. It was filler. It was dumb. Like Annalise, is, Annalise yeah. is like, well, he's a man now. And I'm like, okay, like, I think Claire knows that. What the hell? Like, it was just. It didn't
0: I think she was fishing for a threesome.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there
0: yeah. you go. So, okay. okay. that was the uh, intention. I'm not mad there.
2: She's hot. I can headcanon that. Like I said, there's a pick. Yeah. There's at least one. There might be more. Because at, at least some of these other scenes that I could do, I feel like a lot of that's a good, I'm going to remember that for uh, next episode. If there's any see, like scenes between characters that are pointless. Because at least some of the scenes are kind of moments of connection for the characters, but it's like, we don't necessarily need a mo- moment of connection between Annalise and Claire other than it's fun no. and they look stunning. But no, you know what the point of that scene was? They look stunning. They're walking through the Versailles, the Versailles gardens which the I costumes, which they did film on, so they were probably just trying to make. They're literally just being like, "Look at look at how much money we spent on this season. Look at the um, look at how much money we spent to rent this place. Look at the costumes that people made. That dress obviously has been photographed. It's, it's kind of everywhere. It's one of the dresses from the season that you see everywhere. So I do think it was just a aesthetic, or it was more so an aesthetic thing because. It's not even, I think that even that scene would have made more sense if it was when, before Jamie and Claire, um, like, had reconnected and stuff. Then maybe Claire would have been up in her jealousy. They could have, like, had a discussion about it, more discussion about Annalise or something, too. Like, because, yeah, otherwise it doesn't, there's no point to it. Well,
1: Claire was never threatened by Annalise. No. And it doesn't serve any purpose to the storytelling to have Annalise have this, like, moment of revelation that jamie's a man now and share it with claire because we don't she annalise never comes into play ever again yes
2: that's, yes <laughs> so, it's like, like it doesn't make this any is her sense one scene in the episode and the last scene she was in was in 202 like it doesn't it doesn't yeah. make sense and then my only other thought is but i just don't think it's i don't think people were because this would be an intelligent choice but i can't quite make the make the connection Which is is she talking to to her about Jamie in a way that gets her that makes Randall's appearance more unsettling? Like, does she describe Jamie in a way that makes him seem more vulnerable or something? Talking about Mm -hmm. it, but that's so like vague. Yeah, you're right. She
1: she kind of says like he used to be so reckless and headstrong, and Claire's like, well, he still is. But you see, it would be it would make more sense if Jamie were now completely even tempered and Claire had never known him to be reckless and headstrong. So like, if that were the case, then Claire would be thinking, well, surely Jamie wouldn't do anything like this because he's, you know, always so calm and steady and whatever. But so then it would be like foreshadowing for her and giving her a clue that Jamie is capable of Doing this dumbass shit. But she already knows Jamie's capable of doing dumbass shit, so it doesn't make any sense.
0: But now I do want to know how much worse he was. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he he dueled over a girl that was always gonna choose the other guy anyway. <laughs> like it wasn't like she was like, you know, I will whoever wins, I will, you know, marry you. She's like I just liked that
2: guy. <laughs> He's been known to think with his dick. It's fine. <laughs> it would have been more life. interesting though if she had revealed something to Claire that she didn't know, which I think is like a scandal and and like no one would dare to write that because god forbid Jamie and Claire don't know each other the best of anybody. But I do think it would have been better. It would have been a um, would have made it would have given something to that scene and the uh, according to the events that were about to occur if she had told her something that she that uh, she didn't know before yeah
0: so this is about the point where we would talk about our non canon ship of the week and i think we have decided that this segment is actually going to be the <laughs> pan says some wild shit to get canceled and get a reaction out of beth <laughs> which this week is gonna be um this week is gonna be a cursed ship anyone like to take a guess what i wrote down is my cursed ship
2: not even close i'm not. i'm nothing i was fishing for the one that i barely thought of
1: is it gonna be like sandringham and the bonnie prince oh god no okay <laughs> that was my guess
2: i will put that in my pocket <laughs> that
1: is like definitely a cursed ship
2: oh <laughs> but here's one thing i just want to say for my own enjoyment even sandringham hates bonnie charlie thank i know <laughs> Like The most insufferable man in the world
1: finds, or the second most insufferable man in the world finds the most insufferable
2: man in the world (laughs) to be insufferable. That's the difference, though. That's the difference between (laughs) Sandringham and then Charles Stewart. That's the difference. Is that even, he's like, oh god, this guy. I just, that made, that was so satisfying to me. We didn't even talk about your face. I know. I was nice. I was watching him this episode. I was like, oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? Because I was like, no, I'm going to focus on Andrew Grauer and like what a good actor he was. And so I did, and it helped. Even though I was like, no, you, the, it's the voice, man. The voice is so grating. But I was like, oh, I'm like, I think I had this, I had this crazy. Guy. I'm like, oh, no, he's like actually like decent looking. Like, I used to think horrible things about him. I'm like, no, no, he's decent looking. He just looks crazy because of the hair and stuff. And um, Oh, no, he's actually like, look at this choice and look at this they again I was appre I was a pre- weirdly enough, I was appreciating Andrew Gower, not the character who was the worst. Um but there was not much to say, luckily. He only said mark me twice again, so Was it twice? I thought it was once.
0: Well we will we'll, next time you're on we'll we'll get to talk about him some more. Oh, for mark sure. me. Sure. We will get to do it. Mark me. I hate you.
1: Mark me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the ship before Okay. okay.
0: <laughs> the cursed ship. Uh King Louis. Oh. Blackjack. Oh, okay.
2: I understand.
0: Did you see it? There's yes. a little, little little dummy subby
2: action yes, going the on there. Kink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nope. Don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it either, but I know where her brain went. Something I could I could she said the two things and I decoded it I weird- in the pan I- speech. <laughs> I went, oh, humiliation kick immediately. I I weirdly like it. I, yes, I, I understand where that would go.
0: Absolute filth and debauchery. That's oh, where
2: it would be, go. It'd be, yeah, it'd be Google <laughs> BJR category in, in those little collection effects that exist. Yeah. But more uncomfortable. It just has to be more uncomfortable. It'd be weirder, right? It'd be weirder. Would there be a crowd?
1: Well, Probably. It's like- <gasps> Weird, anyways, because they're both freaking rapists. Well, the, yeah. It's just. And ugh. where would it be?
2: I mean, I guess he's a king. He can be wherever he wants if he has power. Wherever. It's, good it's good to be the king. Good to be the king. With every shitting involved. Oh, God, this is getting weird. Okay. <laughs>
0: I'll keep talking. This is great. I'm taking notes. Hold on. Oh, shitting, man. public.
2: <laughs> we thought it could get worse with. Did you did you, did you say that, Google BJR, which you thought was your, like. First, <laughs> yeah. But this, yeah, this would give it a run. this might be more like, cursed yeah oh i think yeah i think that actually is weird to think Dougal is tame but yeah in this uh, context yeah there we go how you feeling beth
1: i'm just <laughs> sitting here with a puss on my face i don't like it oh like <laughs> it. a little nauseated <laughs> oh god yeah no not, not
0: for me <laughs> i didn't say i was gonna write it i just said it intrigues me
1: I was gonna. I was trying to think of like something clever to say, like you got ninety nine fix and that shouldn't be one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, if it wasn't nano, I would. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just not just a couple thousand words. You know, three, four. It'd take a lot think, of booze, but it'd be fun. Yeah,
1: I think that actually might be the worst cursed ship you've ever come up. With. Oh yeah,
2: I think. I mean, well. <laughs> yeah yes that are, that are well yeah That pan is going come, come up with probably i'm sure there's other people that are more depraved than pan <laughs> i hope you well i hope you get levy on here oh he, t- once you get levy on here you he will and you shouldn't tempt tempt him but uh he will scare you am i gonna this need is- alcohol for
1: that
0: it's entirely possible because <laughs> remember, Lemmy and I have been best friends for like twenty years. Yeah, I'm excited for
2: that. I was sad it couldn't happen for two or three. I hope it. I hope it happens later on. I
0: do too. Um, really looking forward to that because it'll be an <laughs> absolute blast. I'm so sorry in advance, Beth. Yeah. <laughs> be prepared. <sighs> oh, hey, we haven't really talked about John too much. Sadly, should we make some shit up about him? Sure. Um, I have this cute little mental image that he's trying to impress Hector with how good oh. of a swordsman he is. Oh, I can't.
1: He wants to show him how well he wields his sword.
0: Self-flirty. <laughs> <So> <Okay. laughs> but like he's little so it's like really awkward.
1: <laughs> how big is the sword? Yeah. The sword's like
0: bigger than him. Yeah,
1: <laughs> It's one of those Scottish broadswords.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> that would be a bad like, wow, well, look how strong I am.
1: I'm a big I, strong man. I just always forget that John is so small in the books. In the books, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like David Barry is like the perfect John, but he's He is, yes. But he's so but tall. he's so tall, yeah.
2: Yeah. I was shocked actually too, random thought. Uh shocked actually too to see how tall uh Saint was, too. I'm like, oh my god, look at all these like I think they're, what are they, 6'3 or something? Because I think Sam is something like 6'3 or something. So I'm yeah. like, oh my God, they have like that many? Because then Graham, too, is that tall or just about that he's tall? He's also tall. T- I'm just like, all oh, these good for you, Elvander. <laughs> he's just like hulking men. But
1: then like Sam is so tall that he makes them look tiny. Yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> especially if like they're like slimmer. Like David Barry's a bit slimmer than him. But he's almost as tall or like he's got to be 6'1 or 6'2. I think so. he's 6'1 yeah Yeah,
1: six one and i just looked up too because rick rankin he he to me like i'm like he's shorter yeah i'm like oh he's small but it says right here he's six foot oh
2: yeah yeah i definitely think he's like five (laughs) ten okay but this Mm -hmm. one's
1: okay well this says five eleven and a half so who knows depending on what website you're you're looking at oh he's younger than me by a few years i feel
2: old really He's
1: thirty
2: nine. Isn't that weird? When you like, the, I recently had that it's thing so where weird. I noticed. Oh yeah, because Interview with the Vampire, my new love, um, Sam Reed is exactly my age, and I was like, oh, I could I could not believe it, could not believe it. He looks so mature. It's like this
1: seismic shift at some point where, like, instead of always assuming that the actors are older than you, all of a sudden they're like all younger than you. And you're like, oh.
2: This is not how
1: it's
0: supposed <laughs> to be. Yeah. Yeah. Me and me and Ness are kind of on the cusp of that.
2: Yes, exactly. They yeah. the, same yeah. <laughs> We're the same. yeah, exactly.
1: I've already gone over that uh, that edge, and let me tell you, it's it's, it's not necessarily barreling. it's not necessarily a fun place to be. Um yeah. barreling right along.
0: Um anybody add fix to their dead on arrival list this week?
1: No, I'm been I'm feeling so boring with this, and this was my idea, but no, I didn't. It was
0: your idea. But it gives me an outlet because yeah, I, you know, I'm not adding shit. <laughs> I'm not putting anything in Scrivener. Therefore, I can just say it and get it off my chest, and then it's fine and I feel better about it. Um I ha- oh, I've kind of forgotten some of the details, but it's kind of a either like a modern AU or like, Jamie goes to the future, the future comes to Jamie kind of thing, and he discovers, like, thirst traps on TikTok.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: There is a fic where he goes into the future and discovers TikTok, but I don't <laughs> remember if he actually does thirst traps. He's just kind of more, like, adorably dorky about it. Well, not, like,
0: not him doing thirst traps, him watching oh. thirst traps.
1: So oh. where this... <laughs> Like the like the wood chopping guys.
0: Yes, exactly him. (laughs) Exactly the wood chopping guy.
1: (laughs) Uh, It could be a modern AU, and he could be. That could be how he meets John because John is being one of those wood chopping guys. And Jamie's like, "Oh God,
2: my whole life just changed." Can John (laughs) John be Australian? I want an Australian wood chopper because I. Wanna fake where John is Australian, but I don't want to write an Australian accent. You are so obsessed with Australians right now. <laughs> well and it's not even because of Sam Reed, but uh no because I had this thought for a stripper IU that I wanna um write, but I was like, Oh no, but I can't I can't. I cannot give myself to an Australian accent. I'm already too consumed by the Scotch one. So but I want I want it though. He does chop wood
1: on a place to call. Huh? Oh yeah he, place to go home. Yeah. Call yeah, he does. There you yeah. go. Ta-da.
2: and then mine I yeah I couldn't think of one I was trying to be prepared and prepare for this episode for most of the day I couldn't think of one I was amazed I thought I had at least a few but I've apparently forgotten them all already but I but actually watching this episode kind of inspired me that I, I wish I could write a good um course Jamie um probably AU yeah no most yeah most likely AU and I'm like, and then I was like, oh wait, it happened again. End of sentence. Like, what else would that even be? I don't know. I just know I, I wanted to be a good uh, horse, Jamie uh, story where it's. Uh, um, I'm I'm
0: because you know some of the shit I've written for cursed trouble prompts. I'm gonna need you to oh clarify god. what <laughs> punctuation oh is. Oh god,
2: which is so funny because in thinking about this, I went there and this time I totally forgot about it until you said it. Um, <laughs> yes, so not. Jamie slash horse. No. But more well, like horse girl Jamie, if you know this horse girl. Have you heard okay. of horse girl? Yes. Okay. I know what you're horse saying girl horse, girl. horse girl Jamie. Horse girl Jamie. Oh, Jesus. Um, did I send you that prompt too? I can't remember. But um, so my only, yeah. So kind of my only thought was, maybe, oh, maybe it'd be fun. And funnily enough, I never kind of think this way because David Barry is my John. I don't like to think of him any other way. But I like kind of little blonde jockey John for this story. I was like, well, that's kind of fun yeah. and different, yeah. But I, I, I'm not a researcher, unlike Pan here, so I will not research this um, sport, even though I do love a sports AU. Bring on the sports AUs, but um, no, I won't be going into this. But I was like, oh, that'd be fun. That's just, that's that's something. And then these that's are sweet. things too. It's like this is something that I would want to read that I'd be interested in reading. So horse girl, Jamie. Horse girl, Jamie. Love it. How about a fic
1: rec for the week? Yeah, so um, Ness was trying to come up with something and was having a bit of a difficult time and I suddenly remembered one so I'm going to do it instead of Ness. So the fic rec rec this week is Les Les Suppliants and it's a fic that's set in Paris and The premise is a little convoluted, like...
2: (laughs) Like this episode. Kind
1: of. So it's like... Well, I'll just read the summary. So in her continued efforts to heal Jamie spiritually and sexually after his brutal treatment at Wentworth Prison, Claire decides she will submit to him completely while they rebuild their lives in Paris. She allows him to inflict some pain and a lot of pleasure while he he reasserts his confidence as a man, a husband, and lover. So I don't necessarily... Like, the premise seems a little weird but it's like basically means that it's you know a bdsm fic and it's got some pretty hot stuff in it so please read the um tags Um, they're detailed yeah yes um enjoy it for what it is uh because it's pretty enjoyable it's by a fic writer named uh called kitty perpetua and she only wrote a few fics for the fandom. Well, only three. One of them I've never read. But her other one too, A Stranger Visits, is so good. And I'm probably going to recommend it sometime during season three. So I won't go into it. But that one and this, uh, this Les is they're really good. So. Well,
0: we did get uh, Mail this week Excited. yeah we got a Sound message good. sent in from wordpress so thank you jpk the message says wanted to say thank you for the podcast it's pushed me through many painful hours at the gym it's nice to find find other fans who adore lord john as much as i this oh, message oh. is to address the eaten question that came up ah it's possible that it's possible that Lord John might have attended as a boy for a year or two before his father's death. It's definitely a possibility that his father and brother attended. That said, my first thought was that William attended Eton because that's where the Ellesmere men were schooled, and he's following in his legal, legal father's family tradition. Again, thanks for both the laughs and the thoughtful discussions, JPK.
1: Thank you, JPK. I think I had that thought, too, um, yeah. in the passing, but that doesn't make a lot of sense. We really appreciate you writing to us. We're Thank just, you, you know waiting for like sitting here refresh refresh no just kidding but
2: <laughs> doing the uh, corrections work for you too there you
1: go i'm glad that we can make your painful hours at the gym a little bit better i mean cuz that's really what this podcast is for is to is making like pretty painful things marginally better you know cleaning toilets sitting in traffic on your way to work or on your way home from work you know or both, because we don't shut up. Yeah, there you, go. <laughs> you know, uh, working out at the gym when you just want to be on your couch eating potato chips. So um, you know, save the save the uh, fun shows and stuff for the when you're on eating potato chips, and let us get you through the worst of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love that we get to come along with you guys for you uh, know a while every
2: week no longer it's, unspecified amount of time
0: no yeah we're done the, the 30 minute gag was it, i
1: was like i think we just need to drop that
0: <laughs> we ran that into the ground anyway um anything that we missed anything burning Ness beth that you guys just gotta get out shockingly no yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: sad <laughs> paris episodes that you just feel like you're scrambling I'm so ready to get to like the the famine.
2: <laughs> Scotland is is better. It, at least we're watching this too. Is reminding me about how much um, the second half, or like this, uh, sadly, the smaller second half of season two is 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 something. It gives us something.
1: I can't wait for the horrible war where they're trudging through and starving to death <laughs> and freezing.
0: The PTSD and the trauma.
1: Lovable characters dying all over the place. Gives you something to look forward
2: to. We've only got two more of this shit. Just two more. We can get through it. God bless. Good luck next week. Brace yourselves. It will not be fun. <laughs> I'm excited to listen to it in a few weeks. I'm sorry, I guess I want to say. Just because I feel bad that you gotta go through it. But um please compare it <laughs> to I'm this is my this is my request for next week. Please compare it to 203, figure out which one is uh, more or less boring, which one was harder to get through. Um, That'd be fun.
1: Well, I fell asleep (laughs) during 203. So (laughs) that'll be a good gauge for that. So love it. Love it. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much.
0: We'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 If you're listening to this, it means you survived another episode of Lord John Lander. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter or Tumblr at Lord John Lander or on our website at lordjohnlander.wordpress.com slash contact
1: us. All opinions expressed on the Lord John Lander podcast belong to us and are not affiliated with Outlander, Sony, Stars, and definitely 100% not with Diana Gabaldon.
0: This podcast is not suitable for children, immature adults, homophobes, anyone who takes fandom seriously, people who don't understand that the characters aren't real, people with sticks up their ass, people who hate fun, and people with no sense of humor. Do not try any of these hot takes at home. We are professionals. And if you know us in real life, no you don't.